Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast In Trust on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. And this is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. It's Monday, March 13th. I'd argue that one of the most interesting things about crypto is that you can see it as a sentiment indicator for how people feel about their banks and how they feel about their governments. Diehard Bitcoin believer? Probably not the biggest fan of central banks. Probably someone very worried about the effects of inflation. Probably someone who doesn't like the government telling them what to do. Enter Argentina, one of the countries with the highest rates of inflation in the world, one of the countries with a government that makes it very challenging to move money in and out of the country, and one of the places with the biggest populations of crypto enthusiasts. These facts are absolutely related. Argentina's inflation rate is currently hovering close to 100%. Yes, 100%. In this environment, digital currencies are perceived as a safer bet than the peso if you're looking for an asset that will hold its value. My colleague Nacho Oliveira Dol reported on a recent study that found that nearly two-thirds of the nation's crypto investors use digital currencies as a way to protect their savings. This popular enthusiasm for digital tokens has, not surprisingly, faced pushback from the country's central bank. And now, as the dust settles from the collapse of FTX, and the global crypto industry is, as they like to say, trying to rebuild, Argentine regulators are considering tightening oversight even further. Nacho is a Bloomberg reporter and a trained economist based in Buenos Aires. He joins me now to discuss. Welcome to the podcast. Tell our listeners a little bit about the coverage that you've been doing of crypto in Argentina. Why is crypto so popular among your, you know, among folks in in the country? Argentina is one of the nine countries uh, with the highest adoption of cryptocurrency, according to Chainalysis. The Mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies became very attractive, very successful way to avoid capital controls. Argentina has had strong capital restrictions during age of its last 12 years. Argentine only can buy dollars in the capital market at a price that's 100% more expensive. They can make transfers abroad or from abroad freely. If an Argentinian makes a transfers in dollars 
from abroad, the central bank will convert these dollars into pesos at the official exchange rate and the person will lose half of his money. Argentines have learned to live this way in recent years and that's why they have sought for an infinite number of mechanisms to bypass government restrictions and avoid losing money due to regulations. That's interesting because it sounds like what you're saying is they're trying to use crypto to get access to U.S. dollars that they wouldn't otherwise be able to have. Yes, because by buying and selling cryptocurrency, Argentines can get out of the peso avoiding government rules. They also can sell dollars at a higher exchange rate and can move their money out of the country freely. The Argentines' expectations about the peso is so poor that today all of them prefer Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency over the peso. Inflation here reaches 100% per year, so storing pesos is not a good option. So if I'm understanding the, the two trends that you've identified here correctly, you have on the one hand people facing real restrictions on their ability to move money around, especially from Argentina to other countries or from other countries to Argentina. And you have the fact that the peso seems to be, because of inflation, an even less reliable store of value than highly volatile crypto tokens like Bitcoin. Yes. Well, typically, Argentines use Bitcoin, Ether, and stablecoins. Stablecoins in this country are popular because Argentines think in dollars. The, the companies can currently promote the purchase of stablecoin as a digital dollars, which is not exactly like that, but Argentines think that by buying stablecoins they can circumvent restrictions and have the dollars that the government does, doesn't allow them to buy. It doesn't sound like that would be super popular with the government, though, if you have a majority or a large number of people in the country being like, how can we work around these restrictions? What's been the reaction of the central bank? The last year, the Argentine, Argentina's central bank emailed a statement in which it prohibited traditional financial uh, institutions from offering their clients or customers transactions with dig digital assets, including cryptocurrency, arguing that they were risky. It is known that in those days, there were different positions on this issue even within the central bank but finally banks had to stay out of the crypto ecosystem now something else is happening regulators start to get involved in crypto issues and are frequently talking with the main players of the crypto ecosystem now the capital market regulator and the local money laundering agency are working to start regulating the sector in the first half of this year. 
So is it that they were always going to crack down on crypto because people were trying to use stable coins, like you mentioned, to evade these capital controls? Or did some of this become more urgent for the government after, for example, the collapse of FTX? The Argentina's government changed its behavior after the FTX event. The country's local regulator is studying launching requirements on crypto companies such as proof of solvency. Official, officials and regulators plan to demand that crypto companies have similar requirements as others in capital markets, such as knowledge of the customers, transparency about their activities. Also, Argentina's government is seeking to strengthen regulation before of a visit by the global money laundering, which is expected for September. Coming up, more from Bloomberg reporter Nacho Oliveira Dahl on how the Argentine crypto ecosystem is shaping up post-FTX. We'll be right back. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Has the collapse of FTX changed or affected the popularity of crypto among the people themselves? Are they more concerned about risks or do they still think it makes sense, given the capital controls you described, given the inflation rate is close to 100 percent? Argentina's users were heavily affected by the FTX meltdown with some of the large local crypto exchanges seeing withdrawals of as much as 25% of their deposits. The most affected by the by this event was Lemon Cash, which is the Argentina's large exchange in number of users. Lemon had investments in Alameda, the, the FTX fund, and the panic spread in social networks. We don't know what is the size of, of the proportion of investment the Argentines had in FTX, but the industry admits at the end of February that there may be more exchanges affected. So one of the stories that you and your colleagues have reported on is the fact that Argentina has one of the highest percentages of people who want to get their salaries paid in crypto, which very much relates to what you described before about people wanting options that are not the peso. How easy is it to get a salary in in crypto in Argentina? Argentina has a higher proportion of employees getting paid in cryptocurrency than anywhere else. Having a salary in pesos in Argentina is a punishment or a misfortune. Taxes <laughs> and inflation reduce the salary in Latin America. It was the, the first presentation of the artist in Latin America. Received 
by Argentines, which is today well below the average for the region. The government takes away 35% or more from the gross wages. So that seven out of 10 Argentines are unsatisfied with their salary. The average salary in Argentina is less than $300. It's well below the $500 in Brazil or the $850 in Chile. This means that Argentinian people prefer cryptocurrency over the peso, especially since they can take them out of the country and keep them safe from government threats. Local legislation allows local companies up to 20% of payment in kind. This way, many companies improve salaries by offering cryptocurrencies. It's so interesting to hear you say that because in most other places when we've spoken to folks and they're like, yeah, we in Miami, people are really interested in getting paid in crypto. And then they're like, oh, but they're super not allowed. <laughs> so, you know, this it seems like there's an interesting difference between on the one hand, the government wanting to crack down more on crypto. But on the other hand, there's this loophole that is still allowing people to get at least some of their salaries in Bitcoin or other tokens. So it sounds to me like folks in Argentina are dealing with a combination of local effects, capital controls, really high inflation rates, incoming potential regulation, and also the broader international crypto winter. Do you see in your reporting any signs that local enthusiasm for crypto is going up or down in 2023 and the future? The crypto ecosystem in Argentina is convinced that this will be the, the year of blockchain projects. The crypto winter and the critical events that the sector went uh, through, made a, a purge in the ecosystem. Some believe that more than half of the crypto startups will disappear due to the scarcity of liquidity, but the projects that give good blockchain-based uh, solution will survive. The speculation is over. It is the time for the projects. Great. Nacho, thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate the chance to have you on the show. I'm so excited that you made it. Thank you for all, Stacey. That was Bloomberg reporter Nacho Oliveira Dahl. You can find more of his reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal and on Bloomberg.com. For more, be sure to check out our twice-weekly newsletter, Bloomberg Crypto. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergolina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Our producers are Mohamed Farouk and Sharon Bariro. Our associate producers are Ty Butler and Moses Undam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidron. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael. We'll be back tomorrow.
Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze, and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.